1: always
2: on the run and short on cash. With a State Bank and Trust Company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any State Bank and Trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way
3: you like it. Member FDIC, When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home.
4: Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you The lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in La Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea.
0: You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM,
3: KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
2: Hello, sports fans. Well,
3: hello there.
0: Local sports, national sports. The G Cat has got you covered.
5: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
0: Time to tee it up and let
3: it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check
6: it out, John. Hour one is in the books. Hour two off and running. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Sean Fox. How is North Louisiana sort of feeling with you know and coach sean payton is having to step aside as saints head football coach you'll hear a lot of what he had to say yesterday in the press conference over at the team's indoor facility his thoughts his reasons his wise his stories you name it we'll also hear from ralph mulborough he normally joins us on wednesdays as well to give his take on the team and where to move forward and uh now we're three no guests i want you guys to be able to Tell me how you feel. Uh, we've gotten a, a, a lot of interesting phone calls already today. It's, um anywhere from, you know, kind of wonderment to, you know, what, what's moving forward, a bit of anger, a bit of, you know, sort of sadness to it as well. I, I think we all sort of feel that, right? A little bit. Hmm? Maybe some normalcy with this.
4: Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump, 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 hump day. I know you can hear me.
1: Today's more of that, what, like that camera Wednesday, how crazy
6: it is. It's just a sounder, it's just an open, I know. But you know what, you're used to hearing it on Wednesdays, and maybe it makes you feel a little bit better. Pelicans taking on the 76ers yesterday. <laughs> well, in theory, the Pelicans did. They only lost by 10, they were in that game a lot, they actually led a good part of that. 117-107 is the final they play without Brandon England. Devontae Graham. Valentunas. Words of wisdom. And Josh Hart as well. If uh, anybody can figure out a way to limit teams' ability to get left ankle injuries to Josh Hart, Ingram, Graham, Valanciunas was just a day of rest. Again, thank you to the NBA for creating that double, uh, that back-to-back situation for the team. Either way, is what it is. So... Pelicans will hopefully get back on the winning side of things. But one thing that we did touch on just yet, you know, big deal or not big deal, I don't know. But yesterday, um, you know who posted something. Zion Williamson yesterday on his Instagram story, on Instagram, posted it just a photo. Just a photo. Him bringing the ball up the court. Right there, center court, the New Orleans Pelicans logo. He's just passed the Pelican himself. Ball in his right hand looking forward. That's it. Just posted that. Which, of course, leads many to think, uh-oh, is he ready? Is he getting close to coming back? Again, remember, we told you those Thursdays. Tomorrow's another Thursday um, that we may or may not get an update or not. And then I said, give me another three four weeks until I figure it out for, you know, the All-Star Game, Next thir- tomorrow I think is six weeks since we we heard four to six weeks. Huh? Maybe he's dropping a breadcrumb. Maybe he's dropping a hint. But tomorrow is, I want to say, either five or six Thursdays from the Thursday where we heard he's going to be out four to six weeks. Remember, I was saying, look do that to where he can ramp up and then he has the 3rd, the 10th, the 17th those are Thursdays by the way before All-Star weekend which is the 18th, 19th and the game on the 20th so you know we'll see if all that takes place and at first Pell's game back from the All-Star break I believe is the 25th so we'll we'll see if anything uh, comes of it does it mean anything but you know I guess it's a positive thing to see him post a picture of the team and him bringing the ball up the court. I mean, it leads you to believe that there could be maybe some news coming in the near future. Last game before the All-Star break is Thursday, February 17th, the first game out of the All-Star break. It's a two-game road trip at Phoenix at the Lakers, which, by the way, played yesterday miraculously. Everything is fine in Laker lane. It's amazing when Anthony Davis actually plays. He hadn't played in a while. Played yesterday. LeBron's dunking. It's all back to being about LeBron. Enough of that. All right. Um, 800 998 is the way to chime into the studio. Um, If you'd like to call in, Buddy will take your phone calls. In the meantime, let's play a little bit of what Sean had to say because he had a lot to say. So, I guess first and foremost... One of the things that he harped on yesterday, we say, he was saying it, it,
1: it's not retirement. He didn't want to use that word. I don't like the word retirement. Mr. B didn't like it either. He always said, you know, retirement's overrated. We get sold this whole image of retirement by these investment groups on TV and golf courses and retirement. And, and, and so I still have a vision for, for doing things in football. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, that might be coaching again. At some point, I don't think it's this year. I think maybe in the future, but that's not where my heart is right now. It's not at all.
6: So there you go. He says it's not in the future right now or right. I'm sorry. Him wanting to coach this season. Okay. Now, one of the things that he did also speak of yesterday was the fact that a lot of people in the last 24 hours or so have touched on what his future will be, what it's going to be. Even he sometimes is surprised as to what people think his future will be.
1: What is it that you're looking for? Because honestly, as I sit here today, and, and this is okay, um, I don't know what's next. And look, I, 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 I read the reports and I understand I've not spoken to anyone from a media outlet relative to – doing television or radio maybe maybe that opportunity arises but every time i read something that says like he's in line for this job i I, i'll call my agent don and i'll say don did you hear something because i have not heard anything and that's okay i think i'd like to do that i think i'd be pretty good at it that meaning tv i'd like to try tv i've had some opportunities and yet i really don't um I talked to Drew a little bit about it last night. I don't know that part of it that well, but that'd be something that would interest me.
6: Remember Raphael back on Monday mentioned that um, he he had been hearing maybe Fox and maybe especially if they lose Troy Aikman in a couple of years to Amazon and Monday Night Football and things of that, nature they want to get kind of somebody in that booth that that can do that. Also, I talked with him this morning specifically about this, and he's like, "Look, you know, they they've got to get that that thing." that is missing on Monday Night Football than that broadcast. It's better, the three guys they got doing it now than the previous two. Say what you want about John Gruden. They really liked his um you know, what he brought to it as well. I actually think he could be like remember John Baden was a coach and you don't have many former coaches in the play by play color, you know, booth. And I do think he's somebody that maybe sort of do that. I, I just I don't know if the studio thing is something they'd want to do. It, to me that's boring. If that makes any sense to you, if you're somewhat familiar with it, you're there, you're watching the games on a television, you're there all day and morning doing the highlights, doing those things. Not a bad gig. I get it. It's there one day. I don't know. To me, I could see him being more in line with somebody that likes the travel in terms of, you know, you you get there a day or two before. You have your meetings with the coaches. You have your meetings with the players. You can have your dinner that night before the next day on a game day. You're in the stadium, you feel the excitement, you hear the sights and smells of a game, and you're being able to sort of present it. Um, I I, I think he could be like a Tony Romo. I absolutely think... um, he could diagnose a play, see what's going on, and sort of present that. And you heard that a lot yesterday, even from people that cover this team, his ability to take something complex, make it simple for you to understand, is a gift that he does have. And I think the more he does it, I think it would be almost second nature. I think he'd be a fantastic color commentator, to be honest with you, Um, to be able to present and, and show you sort of what he's doing. So, hmm. Uh, I wonder uh, if it'll be like that. One of the interesting things he touched on yesterday, and again, he went the gambit from the very beginning on how he built this team to really towards how it ended, is him talking about how he started you know, building this whole situation, and, including back in the day, if you remember, which is hard to believe, the, the caravans. Do you remember? He brought that up yesterday. Um, where you we, we went around the state
1: trying to sell season tickets. The, the very first year before we drafted Reggie Bush, we were out selling tickets and listening to 80s music and trying to figure out who knew the words. And and then when we drafted Reggie Bush, we sold out. And I'm like, thank God we don't have to go on those, like, <laughs> those freaking ticket ticket bandwagon drives. We've been sold out ever since. Oh, it's
6: interesting. He brought up all the different banners, and we still have that image of Drew Brees walking out – uh, you know, after that Buccaneers loss, and him kind of taking that quick peek over his left shoulder, and and he said, eventually, it was to look at that that Super Bowl banner. It's crazy to think that one of the first banners in that Peyton era that was brought down was the season being sold out, and for a lot of different organizations in the NFL that. And- that wouldn't be something to actually literally make a banner of and hang in members but that was literally the first season that was ever sold out in 2006 and since then they've been sold out so so it's kind of funny to hear him say and how he felt about that right here's here's a head coach in the NFL having to drive around the state to try to drum up support to sell tickets um to do that so it's interesting to hear him Kind of mention that and touch on that. You heard him mention that he spoke with
1: Drew for a little bit. just what he had to say on well, I, I thank Drew and his wife, Brittany, and their family. Uh, I spoke to him at length last night about this decision for the first time, and, and he was fantastic. And I did call him during the season, and we discussed him coming back. And I think both of us agreed, based on our lineup versus Miami, it was a good thing he stayed and uh, and didn't come.
6: Yeah, I said that after that game against the Dolphins. Drew would have gotten um, killed. I mean, for lack of a better phrase, right? Him and Philip Rivers. Jack, I see you called. How you doing, sir? Gus, how are you? Doing well, man. Little, I'm still I'm still kind of like I can't believe we're, we're talking about this. But, um, yeah, how are you? I'm all right. Look, I'm old enough to remember when a
2: 500 season for the Saints was a fantasy. Absolutely. Okay, so – I'm I'm nothing but appreciative to everything Sean Payton did. I um I don't think he owes anybody an explanation about what he wants to do for the rest of his life. You know, uh, if he ends up coaching another team, I I don't think anybody should hate him over that. Uh, and, and if he just ends up working in TV, I think that's a pretty good gig. The the, the the only pushback at all about what he said yesterday was his revisionist history about his relationship with the media. Of course, he of course he liked them. They mostly did what he wanted, and to the end, to the end, he never gave them anything. Like he didn't he, like like. There's been the local media all over denying that this was going to happen. You know that, that this just couldn't happen. Okay, and uh, you know I, I heard I heard Diana Rossini on in the last two, uh, in the last day or so talking about right. she's talked to him several times. Right. So that was no, one no, of the no, places no. it was, That's what, yeah. That's one of the places it was going. I don't think that's right. I'm not. I'm not belittling the local media for that. I just think that you know, if you truly respected the, the, the people who are covering you every day, maybe give them something every once in a while.
6: Hundred percent, Yeah. I, I can't uh, disagree with you on that.
2: But, but anyway, like, like I said, he—he—he. He, he, Sixteen years is a long time to stay anywhere, and, and you know, you know, all the best for him. I, I hope whatever he decides to do, I hope it works out for him.
6: Yeah, I, I think uh I think T V will be an interesting uh venture for him here as well, and I don't think he's done coaching. I definitely think he's back within the next two, three years. Saints have him under under contract though, so whenever he does decide to come back, by every indication and everything that we've seen, whatever team wants to hire him as a head coach will have to give the Saints some compensation. Like um they have brought up coaches in the past though that have stepped away and came back and you know, sometimes uh, like Brian Flores was the latest one that they brought up, and it was just essentially like a sixth round, second or third round pick or something of that nature. I forgot what it was. But obviously I would imagine, especially if it's you-know-who trying to get Sean in, I, I'm not I'm not bowing down anything less than a first or second, right? Maybe both. Right.
2: Oh, absolutely. Hey, Gus, I just had one uh, one Pelican question. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, I want to say that that was an incredible effort considering what the you know, roster looked like last night. You know you know it was a skeleton crew um but but about Jackson Hayes um did, did he um did he have an arraignment yesterday did he have to fly in and then come back did that what that
6: happen honestly I don't know uh, I don't know um I was in the air most of the afternoon and when I got here it was kind of focusing on on this and everything so I don't know and I couldn't watch the game so um okay I'll, I'll find out though before they get back on the court tomorrow all right Thank you, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good day. Yep. Actually, the game is Friday when they take on Denver, and Saturday will be Boston back to back, but it will be here. Uh, Quick break. We come back. Ralph Marlborough, his column on WWLTV.com, what he had to say and his thoughts. Again, didn't think last Wednesday when we spoke. They would be talking about who will be the next head coach of your New Orleans Saints and how he remembers head coach Sean Payne. So we'll do all of that and more when we come back on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
7: Swingin' low Bye-bye
0: Blackbird
8: my friends, it's Dana DiFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one last worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority.
1: Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents.
2: The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING.
3: For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job site standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Galvalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Galvalume. Buy direct and save, Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com.
4: When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250.
5: That's a lot of doctors.
4: More doctors, more services, treating more conditions.
5: And keeping more
2: families healthy.
0: World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional.
6: Oh, big soccer,
0: ain't you? The man that likes to
3: talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Cattingill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN1003.com.
6: That Saints forecast is a way to follow Mr. Ralph Mover over on Twitter. You can get those contributions on WWLTV.com. His column, Ralph, good afternoon. I did not think I would be talking to you this week about Sean Payton stepping down as head coach of your New Orleans Saints. I didn't either, but I,
5: I got a call I got a call from my co host, Andrew Juice. He has some good same sources and I have crappy ones. Mm. And he called and he was like he texted me, he's like, Ralph, Sean Payton, what do you think? And I was like, What? So I called my I got reached out to some of my crappy sources and and like Friday night I was in a panic. I was like, It's done. It's mm. done. But then Jeff Duncan came out with the call on Saturday and I was feeling better about it. You didn't hear anything? And then it got dropped on a Tuesday, and I have to say, Gus, like it hit me harder than Breeze retired. Like I was ready, I was ready for Breeze to go, and part of me like wanted Breeze to leave, even though I loved everything he did. At the end of 2020, I was like, please, it's time, dude. Your body's falling, your body's falling apart. Don't let us see you in broken down state in 2021. I was emotionally ready for it. John Payton, I am not. <laughs> I just not ready i'm just i'm not ready for it i'm still going through mourning it it's it it was it was shocking
6: it, it is interesting because I, I sort of feel that it is i'm trying to like the best use an analogy what you know we had a call earlier say it's almost like a divorce is it a like a surprise breakup is it like he said you know it's it's not you it's me sort of thing i and because like the only way and reason i keep using that analogy Ralph is because it elicits a ton of emotions even when it ends well, right? I mean, it's just I'm not ready to stop loving. You know, does that make sense? Like, what, what yeah. happened? Just to, does that make sense? At the same time, it is understanding, like, I'm looking at Megan Payton's post yesterday and, you know, it's photos of she and Connor as as children and, and now they're, mm-hmm. you know, 21 and, and, and older and and maybe that may makes you realize just how long 16 years is right i mean because i was thinking about that this morning i'm like man it's not a time he can still coach i still i still think he can turn this team around and and all that And then you realize well that's that's a long time it, it really is maybe it is just time for everybody to just new face new, new 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 something new voice
5: i mean it's four presidential administrations he's been through right wow. and if you're if you're like under 30 if you're like 28 years old like, he's one you know as Saints, because you might have remembered, like, Hazlitt when you were, like, 9, 10, 11, right? But that's, you know, it's just, even if you're a diehard fan when you're a kid, like, you barely remember. Like, I remember, like, Paul Phillips was a coach. I remember going to games, but that's it. You know, so there's, like, a whole generation, like, John Payton is all they know, you know? And one thing that I find really interesting, Gus, is, you know, John Payton, you can argue that Belichick was a better coach, man. You can argue in he was a better coach. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any coach that can touch him as far as rock star status and the way the national media paid attention to him. And it was fun. Like Sean Payton could make headlines, he could do things on Twitter. Remember, like when he tweeted <laughs> he tweeted out the, when they were having the Michael Thomas, and he tweeted out the gif the, the on the bike. And he could just make news. And he did it and he liked it. And it was fun. And now we're going to go back to even if Dennis Allen is a good coach, like ESPN's never going to care about him ever until the Saints are in a playoff game and they mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl or the Saints are firing him. Like they're, he's never, they're never going to talk about Dennis Allen on first pick ever, probably. And it's just a different world. And I like having the Rockstar coach, it was fun.
6: I think it's interesting when you look back at it. We had Scott Shanley lead the show off, and he touched on one of the, I guess, key things to take out of this is how he changed the perception of that Florida Lee and how that logo is viewed differently now, right? And and I was talking about it with Scott Prater from ESPN Lafayette in the first hour, like that. That's probably of all the different things I can describe what Peyton has done, what he meant to the organization. It's that he he, he made the Saints not a joke anymore. Um, to where you legitimately thought they were a good football team, one way, shape, or form, But whether you think they were nationally. I mean, they they sold national jerseys. They, they were national television, you know, teams. I mean, seven titles, so that's seven playoff appearances just because of that, and then two in the wild card, nine total. I mean, that's, that's by, you know, I mean, Ralph, you and I remember we worked for the same place. We couldn't give away tickets, Ralph. Yeah, you couldn't give them away. I mean, you
5: know, with the Saints, it was just like, a calamity of, of error, you know, in this whole, the whole organization, it was, you know, at the end of hazard, it kind of bounced back in a but like it was a, I mean, it was a joke with the Saints and how they were. Uh, but I, the thing that's crazy to me, Gus, is that you have a coach that he embraced the fans and, and communicated with us in a way that, that I can't remember any modern coach do it. Not and I wrote I wrote in my WWL call, you know, the 2019 thing where he talked about the, the worry about your own freaking meat, where he goes for two early in the game, misses right. it, and he has it. You know, instead of because they got they got a penalty, so they got to go for two from on the one yard yeah. line. He misses, they, Saints misses, they lose to the 49ers, mm-hmm. and we're crushing him. And instead of just being the Bill Belichick mumble mumble mumble, we got a penalty, we went for two, we didn't get it. Next question. He explains a funny story, like he's at Whole Foods and he's talking Mm to the butcher and he's saying, you need to worry about your freaking meat, pal. And it's just him communicating with us going, (laughs) I know you people are insane. I know you love the saints. Yeah. I made this decision. Yep. It didn't work out. Yeah. We're just going to move along. And he did it in a way that, like, it's interesting and it's fun and you know, they may have another great coach. We may live to see 75, 80, and we may have to But I But hopefully we will. But I'll tell you this one thing. Gus, we're never going to have another coach for the Saints that's going to play the circle of life in the Superdome after he runs a trick play with Willie needs on a touchdown to troll the defensive coordinator that helped get him suspended for a year and he fired the guy. Like Sean Payton. Made a he made a game a, a game against the Los Angeles Rams who were terrible at the time. It should have been completely forgettable. He made it immeasurably memorable forever because he played Urkel of life in the Superdome after a touchdown when the Saints were getting ready to kick off. And I look not going to do it. Like that's just that's him. That's his personality. Petty Sean. He was, yeah, he was petty. The only thing yeah. New Orleans loves more than king cake is being petty, right? <laughs> so so I feel like not only Sean Tate he understood us I felt like there were moments when he was us yeah and it's just you know it's just it's tr- it's tremendous and now now it's over and you know another thing is we got so accustomed to the things are running this offense that was just beautiful and incredible mm-hmm. so like it spoiled us we didn't understand like you on the things. This it's not how offense is supposed to be like right. the things were just incredibly elite at it. I remember in 2017, I think I was talking to you, and we were like, the Saints third down, it feels like poverty. They were 16th in the NFL in third down, but they had had a, a, a five-year run where they were in the top five third down conversions <laughs> right. every year. They dropped to 18th. We're right. like, what is this garbage? John, this yeah. is poverty. No, dude. It's just slightly below average. I and know. it's just scary. It's scary to think what they're going to be. They're
6: gonna to have to get it right, and we'll see if they do it. Yeah, it, it's. I'm reading the Saints. Um, you know, write up on it. They had the offense that led the league in net yards per game in 06, 08, 09, 11, 14, 16. The only six times the Saints have led the team, in offense and first and scoring in 08, and 09. I mean, yeah, it just you can go on and on. Top 10 offensively, 14 consecutive seasons. It, it's. You're right. Absolutely spoilers. Give me one minute, and then I want to get to who that John before the bottom of the hour break, and Ralph will be obviously moving forward talking about the future of this team. But just in 60 seconds, is it as easy as what Scott Shanley said to start the show? Dennis Allen should be your next head coach. Where do you see them going?
5: I think you hire Dennis Allen, and I, I think he's ready to be a head coach. He couldn't win it over. But here's the one thing I'm looking for that I want to see. Uh-huh. I want to see Dennis Allen, if he becomes the coach, Make some moves that show us that he's like, I'm not trying to run it back, and we're not just going to try to be Sean Payton's team without Sean Payton. I want to see him make some moves and, and with the coaching staff, change some things around. And I want to tell you this. I think Pete Carmichael, people forget, he's interviewed for a bunch of head coaching jobs. I think there's a chance, Gus, that if he gets the he gets the controls on offense, like, he's maybe got some plans and things that he wants to do that we're going to be like, oh, that's new and interesting. Just okay. It's new and interesting in a good way and not new and interesting in a bad way. Yeah. But that's what I'm looking for for Dennis Allen. I want to see him put his own stamp on it because he's got to be the guy. He's got to be – He's the, if, he, if it's him, he's got to be the coach or whoever it is. Um, that's what I'm going to be uh, looking for. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But I, it is. It's is—it's—it's a, it's a sad day. I haven't been. I don't think I've been this emotional about a Saints experience mm-hmm. in my fandom since Buddy D died. Like, it's that emotional. this it, These it's, 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 it's it's couple days, it's, it's that emotional for me. I think it's a lot, that's a lot, a lot of that. Experience. It's a loss of
6: identity. Wait, it's a loss of identity. It, it flat that out is, is a loss of identity. Ralph Marlborough at Saints Forecast. Go check out the podcast as well at Saints Happy Hour. The column's on Com. We'll talk to you next week, sir. Thank you.
5: All right, thank you
6: buddy. Who that John you hear the music. So I'll go to break. I'll come to you and then Sean Fox will join us from Sports Talk 977 up there in Fun Road. It's The Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
5: Oh, everyone's
0: wondering Early paycheck, you can get your direct deposit up to two days earlier. That's another reason banking with Capital One is the easiest decision ever. Even easier than deciding to open the biggest birthday gift first.
4: Happy birthday to you. Which one are you going to open first? The pony.
0: Yep, even easier than that. Plus, with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is banking with Capital One even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. No fees or minimums on new consumer accounts. Capital One and a member FDIC. This is your Wendy's wake-up call. Start your day with a better breakfast
6: and get a free drink with any of our morning-making breakfast sandwiches. That's your favorite drink in a Wendy's cup, free. Fresh-brewed coffee, free. Diet Coke, free. Vanilla Frosty Chino, that's cold brew plus frosty creamer plus free. So don't sleep on this deal. Get any size drink in a Wendy's cup, free, when you buy any breakfast sandwich. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited
0: time only of participating Wendy's. On the card only. Offer valid upon request on lowest-priced qualifying item. Not valid for third-party delivery.
2: New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air.
6: Pump fake. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straightaway three. Good! Bucket! Bucket! Good! Rumble, young man! Ball game! Hi, this is Todd Graffiniti.
0: Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Boston Celtics. Saturday at
6: 6 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans
2: adventure intrigue mystery romance it's a storm of entertainment that brings down the
5: house
3: now back to the sports hangover with gus cattengill on espn 100.3 fm and espn
1: 1003.com every year you go to training camp and the one unique thing about our job is it's entirely different than your summer and i don't know if, if it was a year earlier maybe depending on When Drew retired, look, he and I never discussed when his last game would be or when I'd be finished. I just felt like this season wasn't, it was challenging for everyone. But man, I felt like it was time. I felt like it was time, you know, I kind of knew maybe heading into training camp this might. But you don't, you you, you know, you don't share that with anyone. You think, well, let's see how the season goes and we're working hard. and, And I felt the time was right for me. I felt the time was right, and it's something that I, I, I've been thinking about.
6: Who that, John, thanks for giving us a buzz. Sean Fox on standby. He's in the on-deck circle. Who that, John, what do you got? And and
9: in him saying that, you know how you doing, Gus, and in him saying that, mm-hmm. you got to respect his mind. And, look,
5: yeah.
9: I just can't get over the caller from earlier, and I mean no disrespect, but it's like, man, I, I know he's just a quote-unquote football coach or whatever you want to call him. He's just a sure. man like all of us. But man, I'ma tell you something. Somebody that had to walk through Katrina water and was on the second floor of a of a motel in Boogalooers with water up to the ceiling, I disagree because I had no hope at uh no hope at, at 12 years old. And when I had to watch that game, and I had to go knock on everybody's door because I didn't have cable. Watch that game and watch that block. I beg to differ. It changed my life. And maybe yeah, I'm just a crazy fan, but I have my sentimental reasons why I am like that. And yeah, I'm very saddened. I'm shocked, and uh, I'm not disappointed. Look. 16 years is a long time. I want everybody to think about what it was 16 years ago. That's a long damn time. Mm-hmm. And okay, we should have had more Super Bowl wing, more rings. All that, all of that doesn't fall on his hand. Um, and like he said, like he ended his press conference, um, towards the end, um, I'm leaving the franchise better than I found it. And that's the truth. And as long as I'm living, they, there'll never be another paper bag in the dome and it shouldn't be. And one last thing, um, all these general managers out here—they're called um, on the phone because they—they they work with the things too. Right. I think that um, one thing that we need to forget—I I said it when Breeze retired—we didn't appreciate him enough. Now we see. I said it when Sean was coaching—we didn't appreciate it, enough, and we will see. Y'all need to appreciate Mickey Loomis um, and understand that pre-pre-pre Mickey Loomis to now there's no comparison. I'm 31, Gus. Mm-hmm. i seen very little of the Dicker. I've seen all of Jim Aslan ever, all of Sean Payton ever. No comparison. Totally different franchise. And if the older guys that's older than me that's seen it all can't realize that, then you're just being stubborn. You're just being, you know, ignorant to the situation. The foundation is still there. Mickey Loomis is going to make the best decision for this organization like he always has. He has regrets too, but you can't win them all. And I believe in Gail Benson, was a wonderful, wonderful owner. I believe in Mickey Lomas and we do not worry about oh what we're we gonna do with the Cat. Look, that's not for us to worry about. They never let us down since. So whether it's Jameis or whether it's Gus at quarterback. If Mickey just tell me Gus is the best option at quarterback, I'm rolling with it. And uh shout out to my pals. Man, I know it's not a W in the in the win column,
2: mm-hmm. but man, them
9: boys is winners. And this pal team will make the playoffs, play in whatever you want to call it, because I have seen enough from Willie Green. I have seen enough from the players and this is not the same team from last year or the year before. This is a different team that's a different Brandon Ingram. This is a different You talking about culture? This can be the start of a new culture like Sean did in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Balk my words. Just oh. thanks for taking my call. Have a good one man.
6: Appreciate it buddy. Thank you for <laughs> for giving us a call here. Who that John and it's a great way to go right into Sean Fox because Sean when I spoke to you Uh, on Friday, first off, we we didn't think we'd be talking about Sean Mm. being the head coach, but remember, I think the last thing you asked me was about the Pels, and I told you, you just heard it right there. I'm telling you, man, people are, are, even though they lost last night, I'm telling you, people actually have faith in them, and maybe they are the team that people will will tend to focus on here in a little bit, but, Buddy, how are you doing right now?
3: Oh, that's a tough time to be a hoot at right now. It's, um, it was tough when Breeze was le- was gone, and we wondered what's that sideline going to look without him, and now I think it's even weirder to see what's it going to be like when Sean Pate's not on the sideline. I mean, Gus, I, I haven't unfortunately been able to listen to your show, but I, I can imagine if it's anything like um, my show was yesterday afternoon when the news broke. Um, there's a lot of sadness, and I don't think it's, Sadness because people, I think everybody with a half a brain realizes that Sean Payton is probably going to coach again someday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to be for the Saints. And I'm actually okay with that. It's just the sadness that from somebody who grew up at 40, a lifelong Saints fan, and I know what the organization looked like and what it is now before he got there and after. Man, it's it's just, a, it's over. And it just, that finality, it's hard, but man. What a run! What yeah. a run! Just thank. I'm thankful. I'm sad, but I'm thankful.
6: Yeah, it's a gambit of emotions, isn't it? I mean, it, it, look, you, you are losing your identity, and I understand. We had a call earlier and be like, "Look, it's just a football coach." And I don't think he it's meant not, disrespect that's, that's for that. That's a
3: really ignorant statement. Well, but, but I but, just hate to say it. But yeah. that's what
6: I'm saying is I think it's understanding. You know, that as I explained it to him, um, having been there, and you just heard a caller that literally said he, you know, he was. Escaping Katrina waters yeah While it water was you know uh, up To his, his, his knees and stuff so I mean There was a lot of different people that Experienced different hardships and, and I remember being in that dome that night It's why with a block punt, the block punt meant so much NFL films put a tweet yesterday That um and, and in that tweet, it, it was some video of the block punt, and it was Sean Payton at the end in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And I'll play this real quick.
1: One heartbeat in this room. We talked about it before the game. One heartbeat. Now I can't, I can't split this ball up 500,000 ways. I can't do that. I can't cut it up into 500,000 pieces. All right, to give to everybody in this city, but this game ball is going to everybody in this city. This right. city is getting yeah. this game ball from our organization, this team. Yeah. Right. This game ball is going to the city of New Orleans. This
6: right. is an exciting right there, uh, Sean. That's what he meant to the city. Yeah, right then and there, he 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 got it. Yeah, no, I I said earlier, dude, what he did is he made the Saints not a joke, not a laughing. All game. right, Let's go ahead.
3: So, so Gus, they had. I am old enough at I'll be 40 this year. So most of my life um, growing up, man, I remember what it was like to go to the Superdome and see a banner hang up because you sold out season tickets. And that's really (laughs) the only banner we had to be proud of. I fell in love with radio and I'm not meaning to give a shout out to another radio station, but let's be honest, growing up, man, games were blacked out. Yeah. So, I fell in love with radio listening to Jim Henderson. Mm-hmm. That's how I, I, was, told,
6: I told him when I became the sideline reporter, this was, yeah. this was odd when he threw it down to me for my first sideline. Yeah. I'm like, it exactly. was weird. <laughs> because I remember being like, in the garage with my dad because we deal. couldn't watch the games. It couldn't It was the games. a big deal when they
3: were when you watched the game at home. You're like, oh, thanks to Hibernia Bank, whoever must have bought yes, the last 10,000 tickets yeah. <laughs> on a Thursday to not, to not, not black out the game. Fox 8
6: had to buy the tickets it, to make it a sellout. Yes, I remember. It was a
3: big deal. Deal. We Mm -hmm. had one playoff win in 40 years. One. Five appearances. Look at the franchise since Peyton got there. He completely, should there have been more Super Bowl wins, I think we'd all say we would have loved it. Mm -hmm. But my goodness, seven division titles, nine playoff appearances. I remember three and 13. I remember this team being a joke. The worst it got was seven and nine. There was a long time we would have killed for 7-9. and nine. I also yeah. remember, Gus, there was a fear a lot of years, and this was pre-Katrina, that every offseason the Saints might move. Mm-hmm. Man, when is the last time we sat here and thought about that?
6: You would never do it now.
3: But that's like every offseason. Well, if the Saints don't get this from the from the state or they don't yeah. get this for the Superdome, the Saints might get up and leave. Man, there was a long time where that was our every offseason we might think we might lose this team. It was one of the laughing stocks of, of professional, almost like it was like collegiate, not just NFL, professional sports mm-hmm. to the model of consistency. Mm-hmm. That's what the last 15 years were under Peyton and Bree. And that's why it's so sad. And it's more than a quarterback and it's more than a coach. And you either get it or you don't. And I do think I'm I'm, I'm qualified as somebody who still has family there and grew up there. The Saints. Are as much as New Orleans to me as King Cake, Mardi Gras, and the French Quarter. Yeah, they are. They are what we do.
6: And it's one of the things I was talking about with Ralph Marlborough there as well. To the pettiness, right? When when Sean would activate petty mode, um, that that you know, went especially to the Falcons doing the choke simple, he just got it. He understood there were certain games, certain rivalries, certain teams, it, certain games just meant more. Right? He just understood it and. And it's because of the years of frustration. And I think it it almost mirrored, you know, and he he mentioned it a lot yesterday about being a young coach and kind of learning along the way in the ropes. And yet at the same time, knowing he had a fan base, that was just like, hey, go do do you, (laughs) you know, go go do whatever you need to do, go, go do you. And. Man, I think that's the thing that's, that's going to be different and unique. It wasn't always perfect. You know that. I've talked about it on your show, and I've talked about it on mine. Um, th- there are a lot of, you know, flaws in, in him. And and he said so, and, and, you know, it is what it is. It's, you've mentioned it several times. His greatest asset can be his greatest detriment a lot of times. So, you know.
3: He was aggressive. He was aggressive, and sometimes it's great. And, he, look, he's cocky. He's arrogant. And when you're winning and you're successful, People feed off that. We love it. Now, did sometimes that cost us in some games? I think so. But Sean Payton did it his way for 16 years. And you always – I know it's cliche, but it's so true. You want to leave a place better than you found it. There's no doubt he showed this place can win. Now, I'm going to get into this to my show today, Gus. There there really is no formula. I mean, you'd love a succession plan like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Somehow in the last – 50 years they've only had three coaches which is pretty unheard of i know the blueprint's been laid that doesn't necessarily mean the success is still going to be there but at least we know you can win here where for a lot of years Mm -hmm. that didn't happen but the consistency that's that's what's going to scare me i think this team's going to go to the playoffs heck this team may go to the super bowl again one day but this level of consistency man that was pretty unheard of
6: yep um who should be the next head coach for the Saints?
3: There's there's a – the smart decision seems to be that they're going to stay in place. Like, if there was a, a test that needed to get passed by Dennis Allen in the Tampa Bay game, mm-hmm. I, think he, I mean, there was the test. He passed it. Right. And, obviously, the defense has been phenomenal. You keep everything intact. Uh, you keep Pete Carmichael, and you like to think – and I know, like, this year he had to coach the game offensively, and it wasn't great, but – in the past, where Pete has had to call plays, it's been very, very good. And the one that comes to mind is the 62 he put up against the Colts a few years ago on Sunday Night Football. So I think the offense can maintain its level. There's also, if you want to go outside the organization and bring in somebody who you're cover with, I, I wouldn't mind Aaron Glenn. And there's also that intriguing, maybe it's time to just start over, period. Like, time to put to rest the Peyton and and Breeze regime and. Bringing somebody out, bringing a new quarterback, bringing a new coach, and officially hit the reset button. I think the smart thing is go with the Dennis Allen route, but there is that intriguing thing of is it time to just hit the reset button?
6: Mm-hmm. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a weird. Well, what do you ask you? What do you think? I, I'm shocked. Honestly, I I, I, I didn't believe it. This
3: whole weekend, I laughed off every report like, me, no. okay, me sure.
6: too, dude. I, I feel yeah. I feel terrible until Glazer
3: I, until Glazer on Monday.
6: Yeah, you know, and and, and the thing is, I, I think he's going to be pretty good on TV if he decides to go do that. Uh, I think it will be interesting to sort of see. Um, I, I think he could be like Madden. I think he could be like Romo. I think somebody that can really bring a lot of um, elements to the game as he's seeing it, and I see him doing booth more than studio, to be honest with you. And I only reason I mm-hmm. bring that up because Raphael told me that's maybe something what, what Fox is kind of thinking to put in the instead I've of have heard of Amazon and Amazon
3: or Fox, and, all, and I'm talking well, about Well, Amazon's like trying
6: too. to pull yeah. Aikman, Aikman, Aikman. From Aikman from what yeah. Raphael is, right? So they may replace him with that. Because here's the thing, I think Sean would, would enjoy what it is to to go do booth work, right? In other words, you travel, you get to meet with the coaches and quarterbacks and stuff the night before, and so close at, to the game, you're at the game, you're at yep. the game, right? So you're at the game of the week every week, and you're in the stadium. I don't know if getting there at seven in the morning on a Sunday in L. A. and sitting in a room watching a bank of TVs and then sitting there to the seven in the p.m. Now I get it. It's a nice check but i don't know if that's his thing you know i just i think him still being to be able to walk on the field and meet with coaches and do that if i had to choose of the two i would rather do that i'd much rather do that
3: uh, well when i think about him doing tv that's what i think all along is i didn't think of it being in the studio i thought about it actually broadcasting whether it's amazon whether yeah. it's one of the networks it is being at the stadium and then At some point, yes, it's going to suck, but I do expect him to be on another sideline. It's going to be hard, but I expect it.
6: Yeah, I do too. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how people feel doing that. But at the end of the day, uh, he helped bring a Super Bowl and he helped bring an identity to the city, and that's why it hurts today.
3: 16 great years. And, I mean, I was talking with my wife last night. I hope she doesn't leave me, but she's been the – he has been the coach my entire relationship with my wife.
6: Right, exactly. So. Well, Ralph and my kid's name, I
3: have a Super Bowl yeah. baby named Sean Payton. I mean, she's yeah. Payton, I'm Sean. I mean, so, yes, yeah, there's that, too. I'm that big of a diehard.
6: I see what you did there. Thank you, bud. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. thank you. <laughs> there we goes. Sean Fox, Sports Talk 97.7 up there in Fun Row. We talk on Wednesdays. Quick break. We'll see how the intern is doing. Uh, he was a little down bit. yesterday. Uh, we'll check in on him next on ESPN New Orleans.
4: is it covid is it the flu or another type of respiratory illness looking for a flu or covid vaccine offered in the evenings or on weekends lady of the sea after hours is reopening on monday january 10th our staff of healthcare providers are here for you monday through friday from 5 p.m to 8 p.m and saturdays and sundays from 9 a.m to 3 p.m walk-ins welcome no appointments necessary located directly in front of the hospital on West 134th Place in Cutoff.
0: Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer.
4: All
5: right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs, picking up one Duchess potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50.
3: But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds.
0: Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads.
3: For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.
4: This whole wall needs to be shelving, too. This is a focal point in our restaurant. Leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city. She needs a robust sommelier with notes of procurement manager. Three sections for France. I mean, this is the biggest. Indeed can help her hire great restaurant. people fast. Ah, uh, I need Indeed. Indeed, you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com/credit and get seventy-five dollars towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. How
0: can- be excited about a show where we just talk. talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Cattingale.
6: 800 998 003. If you'd like to chime in, we can uh, include you in and out, of course, of the conversation. As we bring in Jordan, the intern, how are you today? Are you a little down? Are you, um, I mean, you you were blowing up my phone yesterday as we were landing. You couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it either. I still can't believe it. So how are you? Let's check in on your emotional status first. How are you? I was completely shocked. But I do have to give a
8: huge, huge shout out to um, Andrew Lopez and Aaron Summers for Everything yesterday, especially mm-hmm. switching a lot of things up during the show. Right. Um, doing that in those three hours, kind of derailing the whole show. They did a great job of handling the whole situation and, uh, updating everyone that's listening, um, with the news yesterday. So just wanted to give kudos to them for their help yesterday.
6: Yeah. No doubt. Um, obviously, you know, I, I'm on the phone and I'm looking at we had just landed when, when that came out. I'm like, oh. I mean, it's just like when, when you saw it, you're like, all right, you understand it. And at the same time, you know, you, I think you and I kind of immediately went to, to what now, where do you go and, and why in the have nots. But like, I, I keep telling people, I don't know, maybe it's, I'm different being a dad. Um, This morning, I had to have a FaceTime conversation at 745 with my son who was crying because I wasn't there. So. You know, maybe it's spending more time away. Maybe it's recharging and being able to be there, uh, available, right. not just time wise, but mentally. You know, I mean, he kept he kept saying it was draining and, and it was tough. And if you're not there and you're focused, you know, I get sometimes Jordan. When I have a lot of things, you know, jumping around, maybe I'm, you know, it's just different. And so I, I don't know. I looked at it when when Megan Payton posted that photo yesterday of of, of them as you know kids, like young, young kids now they're twenty one and twenty three and something with their dad in the dome last year and you know, you don't get those years back. You know, and I don't know if that's part of it or not. Um so I, I i kinda get it. maybe sometimes it is something to start fresh. You and I have talked about this in the past. You know, like where your career should go and things of that nature, what what I would have done five, ten years ago, should I've moved to a different city. It's not that I don't love New Orleans. It's just maybe I'd like to do something elsewhere and Um, it's something that I think a lot of people think of, it's just whether or not you actually go ahead and do it. I think in his, his time right now, he's like, you know what, let's go do it. Let's go do some things before it gets to where I can.
8: Right. And yeah, so like my standpoint, I was young. I kind of, Sean Payton's been, you know, the, one of the only coaches that I really know, you know, uh. So seeing him go, it's going to be weird to see someone else. Well, how old were you in two thousand six? Well, I think I was, I was, I was in. Oh, I can't remember. I don't even know what. Eight, eight? Huh? Yeah, eight. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's been the coach longer than you know, more than half of the time that you know that I was a lot. So that's kind of the only coach that. I can even recall being, you know, the New Orleans Saints head coach.
6: <laughs> no, I, I, I know. I hear you. Um,
8: I just, it's just, I guess it's just kind of weird just how it happened. Monday, we we're saying that, you know, it's, there's no way that it happens. Dude, I, He's I got it all set up right here.
6: Yeah. I didn't see it. Well, you know, I didn't see it yeah. either, man. I, I'm with you. Jimmy and Gretna, let's welcome you into the conversation. What you got for us today?
7: Hey, how's it going? No, look, I'll just relay a quick um, story. I know you guys can relate. You guys are hardcore fans. You know, after Katrina, right, we were playing in Tiger Stadium. Todd Bowman's the quarterback, um, people are throwing stuff at Tom Benson (laughs) coming in and out of the tunnel at Tiger Stadium because they thought he was going to move the team to San Antonio. And, um you no know, I
6: remember that.
7: <laughs> yeah, it was just like, and I had season tickets during the Aaron Brooks years and all that. And it was kind of renew. What I remember kind of seeing this come full circle to Sean Payton retiring yesterday is, you know, we sign, we get Sean. We draft Colston, of course. But before that, of course, we take a shot on Drew, which I, I saw him at Purdue. I remember he was good. He was coming off an injury. Saban so picked Culpepper in Miami instead. Things are falling in place, and and specifically, you know, I thought for sure the Texans were a pick ahead of us in the draft. We're going to pick Reggie Bush, you know, the dynamic freak in nature, Heisman Trophy winner. But about a week before, they, um, they said, you know, we're going to probably pick Mario Williams, and that, that left us getting Reggie Bush. But I remember they had the renewal date at Airline Drive for season ticket holders. And there was like two people in line, and of course everything fell into place after that. Sean Payton, we draft Coulson in the seventh round, we get Drew Brees, uh, we land Reggie Bush, and the rest is history. And um, you know, of course, the Gleason punt block and all that. But I, just just seeing how things turn around from, I just remember the faces of the Saints fans who like were driving out to the Baton Rouge games, and Todd was out there taking sacks, and Joe Horn's the only one practicing hard playing hard they're practicing in san antonio in like a high school field and like i said all these rumors that they were going to move to san antonio and then then to see everything turn around right was really a miracle and, and i just remember how few people were in there to renew tickets and then again rest is history and, and i thank sean payton for what he did and he's burned out um and i do think we're going to get dennis allen and i'm fine with that i think he's familiar with the uh of players, you know, everybody's bringing up the fact he's eight and twenty-eight and right. it, as a head, head coach with the Raiders. But I mean, look at uh, what was it, Pete Carroll with the Jets before he had his run with the U, with USC and the Seattle. He was yeah. like eight eight. Bill Belichick yeah. with Pete the Browns. Carroll, Bill Belichick. I don't, I, I don't, I, don't put, I mean, Ed Ogeron, even who won yeah. a national championship, the greatest season in college football history. Yeah. he didn't have a great record, so I, I don't put much weight in that. So anyway.
6: Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, man. Like, I, I definitely think Jimmy. Um, it, look, since then, and and Jimmy <coughs> has hung up Jordan, but I, I, I think you know he brought up previous coaches like Carroll and Belichick and he, even Arians, right? He had success again having Tom Brady in Tampa, probably helps. Um, but yeah, I, I think Dennis Allen just makes a lot of sense, like right now, I mean, whether, whether it's the bridge coach or not, or, or moving forward, and. Um, Look, I, I think until John Gruden came back with the Raiders, they hadn't had any coach that they, they went to the playoffs since Dennis Allen. I mean, I'm being honest. Like, well, I mean, you name it, right? I mean, they've gone through a ton of coaches. So um, some situations, depending on where you are in the time frame, ownership, you name it, are, are tough to win in, you know, uh, when I look at it from it.
8: No, but, yeah, to your standpoint, uh, from your standpoint, I uh... – I should see Sean Payton coming back to coach. Uh, but
6: You know at the, at you know same, it's going to be Dallas, right? Uh, it's it's, it's going to it's it's be, be Dallas. It's going to be Dallas. Listening to Diana Rossini yesterday, it, it's going to be Dallas. Did you cut that? I mean, I don't know if they even had it up there, but I saw her yesterday talk about it, um, and she just mentioned that in her conversations with Sean Payton, he mentioned that if he did come back, it would have to be with a certain type of owner and a certain type of ownership, and – she mentioned that he sometimes wonder if that team happened to have um a name, more clout, you name it. Maybe the no no call doesn't happen and things that nature. I, I find that very interesting. He thinks that maybe the Saints didn't get the respect that he would have liked or he thought they should, and you know, and he but she kept harping on the fact over and over again, man, in her four minute segment. That it, it needs to be a, a an owner that's that's larger than life and you know not I mean it's Jerry Jones I mean it's it's Jerry Jones so yeah and yesterday he just I mean that that basically that hour
8: and thirty hour and forty was just closing the book that was I mean everything
6: from yeah. shaking everyone's hands yeah that
8: that was that was it with the Simon New Orleans I, I don't think he's coming back
6: all right head coach uh, Sean Payton. We'll hear a little bit more from it here as well. Open phone lines, the entire the entire hour number three. You wanna talk Pels? they get back into action on Friday. You wanna talk obviously Saints moving forward, who should be the head coach. We'll get into that now. Support over in ESPN New Orleans.